Hi. Hello, everyone. Once again, we're back. My name is Twyla Ellis, certified life coach with the emphasis on positive psychology. I want to thank you for listening to this Trophy of Grace podcast. Our focus is to help as many people as possible learn that there's more to life than you know. Trophy of Grace, that name came from a book that I wrote of my life experiences filled with trauma, abuse, shame, and bondage, and so much more. If you would like to know more about that book, it can be purchased on www.amazon.com or Barnes & Noble Nook. And if you are a victim of any type of sexual trauma or sexual abuse, please, you can go to my website and schedule a one-on-one -on -one session with me so that I can help you possibly overcome some of those personal challenges and allow you to achieve those individual goals. Again, the website for the book is www.amazon.com. My website is www.twilaellis.net. Again, www.twilaellis.net. Hey, podcast family. Can you believe this is our 14th podcast? Yay! <laughs> My co-host, Rhonda Lawson, and I are so grateful to have you here again. And we look forward to so many, so many more moments in the future. Yes. In the future. Let's welcome our special guest, Tiara Williams. Hey, Tiara! You guys may... <laughs> hey, Tiara, you, you guys may remember her from the second second podcast the uh, lady, the young lady the young lady with the green hair love it <laughs> terry is with us today because she as well has been a survival of sexual trauma as well and we're gonna let terry talk a little bit about that in her own words um this is a family podcast and it is a christian podcast so you don't have to be we're not gonna go too deep um but just let the people know a little bit about it and some things that you feel comfortable. So I, like I'm sure many others have experienced, you know, behind closed doors or either open doors, um, you know, basically sexual abuse and just being informed of the wrong thing, being informed of impurities while young. Um, also, when I got older, I had several experiences, um, the whole model life and I ended up being drugged by a photographer and he took advantage of me so just I have definitely survived some experiences by race um when when you say about photographer so that was kind of like a, a, a professional a, 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 yeah. yeah yeah how do you how did I think she had a little that's okay. How did, um, I mean, do you want to expound a little bit more on the, how that affected you? And when it, I know it affected your ability to trust people, of course, but um, do you want to give some insight to someone who maybe have been through exactly that? Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, it affected the way that I processed a lot of, um, excuse me, processed information. Um, so a lot of things since that day felt like a dream. Like I never really felt like mentally I was the same or could grasp things like I could initially. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time now. Um, sometimes emotionally I'm very unattached, um, 
or how could you say nonchalant to situations that would really affect you emotionally. Um, as far as I used to be scared of dogs, a positive thing. <laughs> my dog, well, that dog there was my angel. So that really got rid of fear of dogs. So mm. um, that began a love relationship with little puppies because I used to be so scared. <laughs> so that's oh, how it affected me. Just my oh, mental wow. process, everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't say this earlier because it slipped my mind, but um, I am going to, for future references <clears throat> and for the listening audience, audience, be aware that I am going to be talking on this subject much more and comment because I am, as well as people know and by my book, that I'm a victim of sexual uh, incest and abuse as well. So that's dear to my heart to help people come to a place, women or even if men are listening, to come to a place of healing and restoration and peace and know that there is there is a lot more positive and good things after that type of trauma to the brain and self-esteem. There's a lot more after that to life. There's, you, it's not hopeless. It's not, you're not all these names that you hear in your head. Yeah. So I'm going to approach it from that angle and just be talking about that a lot more just for anybody listening for future reference. Be be alert, on alert, that I'm going to be talking about that a lot more and giving uh, the knowledge that I've obtained as currently I'm getting my LPC and I have several certifications, two or three certifications in life coaching for positive psychology and everything involves positive psychology. That's the foundation even when I get my receive my master's, I get that paper, I'm still going to be using this framework, positive psychology, because once your mind changes, your thoughts affect your feelings, and your feelings affect how you act and talk. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the false narratives that come with sexual trauma. And um, I, I started off with, and you tell me what pops up what pops into your uh what what you think what pops okay. in your mind about some false narratives uh from sexual trauma that i'm one of them is like i'm i'm not i'm not good for anything i'm i'm messed up on my body i'm nasty i'm not clean i'm not um okay i can't say that because okay <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um it was my fault or i basically influenced the person or Pretty much, yeah. That's definitely a false narrative. Like that person is should be fully responsible and held completely one hundred percent accountable, regardless of what was going on before. If you did not consent to anything, it's not acceptable. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I can't say that enough because no one has the right to violate our free will. And if you're a child, like I was 13, 12 or 13, and if you're a child, even if it's not your father, like mine was my father, so of course I had no control of nothing. But even if you're not, I've heard from the years that I did prison ministry dealing with women and they were drawn to me. <clears throat> I went in there in the prison for every type of, uh, all types of women. But I noticed that once I told my testimony, then the sexual abuse women traumatized women would cling to me more than the ones who've never experienced that. But I was there for all of them. But I said that to say this, that there's a commonality of, uh, of course, no trust. Self, 
our brain stays in self-preservation mode 100% of the time. All the time we're in self-preservation mode. Self-preservation is not bad in itself because when you talk about self-preservation uh, from a psychological standpoint, it talks about how that part of your brain, the amygdala, remembers bad things happening and it remembers for a good reason. So you'll know not to, for example, touch that hot stove again. Or if a snake is at the door, you don't have time to rationalize and say, well, I wonder if I need to close this door before this snake come in here. No, your amygdala kicks in, you go into fight, flight, or freeze mode, and you automatically do what you're supposed to do and react the way you, in one of those ways, which is close the door. And hopefully you won't freeze, but, but it's to close the door, you know. But some people do freeze. And that's where fear come in. Fear. Fear can be paralyzing, especially with a, a young child. With a young child, we think that it's our fault. Psychologists and researchers shown that, the, that your brain does not clearly do. I mean, and it's a lot. Of, let me say this too. Let me, this is a disclaimer. All theories, I'm pulling from different people. I'm not going to cite all of them now, but I'm pulling from different theories. All th theories can change. They're not etched in stone. I don't care who the psychologist, psychologist or the professor or the doctor is. When they research something, it can change later on down in years to come. It can change and be something else. And it's not necessarily that they, were, they don't know what they're talking about. It's just things change. Life. So I'm going to say this. Theory, research has shown that a person's brain does not develop completely I mean, literally, the brain does not develop completely to 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 perform and 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 act and 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 uh give you know use use all the aspects of the the frontal lobe, the the, the amygdala we was talking about, the left lobe, the right. It doesn't all those parts of the brain. They're not all fully developed properly until they say around twenty. That's a long time. It, one theory used to say fifteen which seemed like, okay, yeah, okay, that's why my teenager is walking around here acting psychotic and just, just out of control. But they, another theory said 20. So, you know, and then when I look, think back on my beautiful 21-year-old, I agree with that one, but, you know, in a, in a slight way. Uh, but other than that... <laughs> It's just, so it depends. So I said that to say this, as a child, when something happens, a ch I don't know why, but the first response that a baby will say, it was, what did I do wrong? And start questioning themselves. Even when parents divorce, this is uh, kind of a little bit off the subject what we're talking about, but even when parents divorce, they'll say, they'll hold themselves accountable. Well, maybe if I hadn't have did this, mom and dad would still be together. I don't I know it's a lot more dynamics to that, but for some reason, I think part of it is human nature. We have a tendency to think, what did I do wrong? What did I do? <clears throat> nothing, absolutely nothing was done wrong when someone violates your will or even manipulates you to a point where you felt like you may have been, may have liked them or they may have been, I've heard women say, well, he was attractive to me. If you, if you no, say yes, yeah. yes, yeah, and and especially if you were a kid, I don't know. Kids go through YouTube more than grown-ups do. 
So a kid might be looking at this. It's not your fault. You tell somebody and don't ever think it's your fault. Exactly. You tell somebody. No matter if it was now or years ago, I always encourage people to just speak up and free themselves because anything that you go through in the dark is like a silent cry, like a silent mm-hmm. scream. And I just promised myself, like, I refuse to be silent. Like, I refuse to be quiet and suffer right. by myself because right. I did not choose to go through those situations. That's right. So, um, yeah, I promised myself, I said, if I ever get in a situation like that, oh, I'm using everything, okay? Like, <laughs> everything, okay? Every hand, every leg, like, yes. everything. And it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is, right? And I had to promise myself that a brother or right. if anybody, right? If I did not consent, that is what that is, Absolutely. and I and I should not feel guilty <clears throat> about wanting to protect myself. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. I had to learn Absolutely. that too. Absolutely, I think one of the other things that that's interesting that I, that I used to battle with as well was um why why did that happen it kind of lines up with you know kind of blame yourself but it's like what made that person choose want to mess react in that kind of way especially when it's a situation where you were pure and you're young and they're grown and aware right I mean, even, I mean, you know, when you're the same age as a person, it's still valid, but right. majorly what would make you feel like it's okay? Or my question would be like, what did you think was going to happen afterward? Mm. Or did you not even think? No, they don't. But yeah, no. Some doing just don't care. Yeah. Some are just in the moment and they allow their spirit to consume them. And they just act on it. Yeah. So I definitely like for people that are supposed to be protectors to you. And how could you see something so pure, especially like someone like blood or anything like that? How could you see something pure and have a pure, oh, I need to protect them feeling. And then it turned to something sexualized. Like what my, I don't, I don't know if I have to speak to someone directly, but my question is like, what is the switch? Like, what is the, or was it always like that? Uh, You know? Yeah. I don't have, I would never understand that. No, I don't either. I don't have an answer to that one because I'm not in their mind, but I know when I took the, when it first happened before I gave my life to Christ, I did, uh, counseling at the age of 19, 18. And see, 19. I didn't, and I should have. I yeah. should have. Well, I was forced. I was forced because, to make a long story short, and this is kind of this is kind of in my book, and I have never said this on the podcast, but when 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 I had the child out of incest, my dad, I, I had the child with me at first. Mm-hmm. because the hospital I had her it wouldn't wouldn't do a, adoption so I had the child with me and and my father and we were living in such poverty and he put he went and put me and the child on on, on food stamps on, on the mm-hmm. system so when I turned and I remember I was thir- 13 14 something like that 
And when I had the child, so he was getting food stamps for the child up until I turned 18. Well, by the time I turned 18, you know, I was a baby. I moved next door to some uh, ram in the bush. God sent people who wanted to help take care of the baby because they knew something was wrong. They didn't know what. And I was too scared to tell. I was too afraid to say anything. So they were like, let us keep the baby. And I was like, okay, yeah. You know, I'm a kid. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. My mind is not working properly. And I just knew they wanted to help and I liked them. And I said, okay, yeah, you keep the baby. Well, my dad, I didn't know none of this was going on in the background. He was still getting food stamps. Well, when I turned 18, guess who knocked at the door? The, what do you call them? I forgot what you call them. Um, social, uh, the food stamp no, people. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the people, yeah, the people, yeah, <laughs> them, the people at downtown that get you for welfare fraud. They mm-hmm. they came and they were like, um, just had me sign a bunch of papers and he was right there. And I was always paralyzed with fear when my dad was around. I was always, I wouldn't tell nothing. I wouldn't even act or look like he was doing anything wrong. Number one, he was all we had. We came from Oklahoma to Texas. So mm-hmm. he was the only person who we had who took care of us. That's so me, yeah, me and my That's sister. So yeah, so it was just like I better not say nothing. And then unless you've been through that with a parent, you don't understand that you still love them. They're still your parent. You still got some love for them. They, you still it's love them. Confusing. It's very. It's a. It's very, 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 it's very. Like, confusing. I don't want to hate them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Especially when they kind of seem to be remorseful. It's like, uh, like you know, it makes you feel bad. Yeah, they feel bad. Yes. But then another part of you is like, but I don't feel safe. Yes. Then another part is like, it's just so many. A lot. It, it, yes. There's so many dynamics to the point. I think you said it earlier. I don't know if we was on air, but you was like, you said we have, it takes, uh, I'm still going through the process of healing. That's why, because there's so many dynamics and so much happen that it takes, it's layers of healing. It's like an onion. When yes. one layer is healed, then you get, then that's peeled back. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm good. I can process that emotion. And then as soon as you do, it opens up another layer. It's just like an onion layer after layer, after layer, after layer of healing. So that's why it seems like it's like, when am I going to ever get healed or am I healed? It's not yes. that you're not, it's not that you're not healed. It's just that you're at a different layer of healing. It's just like, you have to end. Sometimes, you know, I learn with forgiveness. A lot of times you have to continue to forgive. But at the same time, it's like what would bother me or what complicates me or what I've came across in my heart that I've had to run to God about several times. Um, and over the years too, it's like, would I, if I had a, a a child, would I want that person to be around my child? Like, it, even though it was years ago, you know, because anything, you know what I'm saying? Because you was just looking at me purely, but you just snapped, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, if I do have a little girl or even if I have a little boy or something like that, like, mm-hmm. do I want you to change my child's diaper? Do I want you to take care of my child? without me i never did tiara i never did i was an adult i was 30 something when i had what else my youngest when i had my son i was 28 or something Mm -hmm. something like that you know my first husband and i didn't i never did 
feel comfortable enough in my soul and my heart to allow my daddy to be around my kids. Even though before he passed, I, I forget the Lord punctured me to say, I forgive you, but forgiving somebody and trusting somebody is two separate things. You can still have boundaries and forgive someone. Yeah. 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 Cause the trust was totally destroyed. So the trust would have had to been totally rebuilt and that, that could take centuries. <laughs> that could take decades to do, but no, seriously. But so mm-hmm. I never did before he passed, he never seen my kids. Wow. And I I didn't feel bad about it, but what I was saying about, I know what I was saying about the 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 what brought me to say about the welfare fraud stuff was, I I mean the food stamp thing was that I got in trouble for that because he put my name as the mother and that I was getting food stamps so I got I got a case for that it's clear now God redeemed me yeah. I got a case for that so I got in trouble with the legal system and they made me go to counseling and it wasn't a Christian counselor. They made me go back to school and get my uh, GD and stuff. So I'm a so God self God walked me through stuff without parents. God really has been a heavenly father, like a natural father to me. He yes. literally put people in my life and allowed circumstances to happen to force me to go back and get schooling and training and to love myself and to. That's amazing. Be, <laughs> no, because I didn't have my mom was in prison through all this time, and it was like. God was like, he was, you know, some people, you know, God is a spirit, he is, but his force and who he is and his love uses people. And he literally, I mean, I can't express this enough. He literally used so many people throughout my life to, to, to father and mother me because I didn't have it. So, and that's why I'm in a, and you know, and that's what we fast forwarding to that. I had to, a lot of things happened that I thought was bad was actually good. And it worked out for you. It worked out for me because it it did. He really did. And he has even to, you know, right up to now, 2020, in a pandemic, I'm living my best life by the grace of God. (laughs) By the grace of God. I feel I'm happier more now than I've ever been in my life. And I think a lot of it, like I hear a lot of Christians saying, I think me and you, Rhonda was talking about it one time, that God is coming through in this pandemic, mm-hmm. he called himself strong. Like, I got you. His I haven't lacked for nothing. One yes. nothing. His word is like coming alive and manifesting to us right before our eyes. So I'm like the one, no weapon formed against just you. setting up stage. Yes. He's just setting up stage. That's all I can say. He's real. Look, <laughs> for real. That's for sure. Please, uh-huh. no, expound on that. He's setting up stage. T- say it. Expound on that. I mean, with this pandemic, not only is this pandemic happening, it's a lot of racial things happening biblically that said it was gonna it was gonna occur. A lot of political things happened that said it was gonna occur. And it was a scripture that said, How can you know or predict the weather and not be aware of the times that you're in? Like these clubs, you know, people are going out and things are, you know, people are dying left and right, like just because. You know, and this is only the beginning of it. So he's Mm. definitely coming back soon. And he's setting up stage for sure. Like this definitely got our attention. But, you know, sometimes you have to use situations in order to pull our attention and set up stage and really show what he could do. So, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's key. That was key. Mm Because he said, 
the word of God. We said that <laughs> earlier. My my husband was talking, and he said that he said God said these things will happen, and we're not trying to you know prophesy the the coming of the Lord and exactly. No, we just gonna say <laughs> we just gonna say that God is in control. He's oh, yeah. sovereign, and That's he knows what he's doing. He said, I raise kings and I take kings down. He said, God's hand, the heart of the king is in his hand. So whoever's the king represents the president. Whoever that is, what's going on with that? The heart of the king is in God's hand. So when it's all said and done, when everybody get through, he he said, every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess that Jesus Christ is is Lord. Even any animal, all animals know it. Now, animals obey God better than humans do, but... <laughs> but the rocks ain't gonna have to cry for us true children of god we we don't the rocks don't have to cry for us we don't we're we gonna praise mm-hmm. the lord alone they ain't they're not gonna obey better than us because okay. we're god's greatest creation he yeah. love us and to me i like to keep it simple just learn to appreciate and 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 get in the presence of the lord and understand how much he love you I don't try to keep it yeah, with about that love. Yeah, you have to, exactly, exactly. Just like when a, a woman or in the natural, when a woman or a man is trying to love you, everybody don't receive that. People don't mm-hmm. receive other people's love, and before yeah. they even know if it's sincere or not, they might even they may they don't even know if it's sincere, but they will assume it's not and won't receive it. That's true. Just because it, the maybe you know the way they look or the way they talk or something that's interesting too. That when you said that, that triggered that thought, you know, because I used to say to myself when I first got saved, it feels so good. I just love the Lord. He's so good. And I said, like, why won't nobody receive his love? But when you just said mm-hmm. it, it made me think just like they do in the natural. People don't receive love. Exactly. They yes. don't. And then, you know what, too, before you can even receive God's love, you have to understand how his love was met, how he loves you first. Like, what did you do to say you love me? Yeah, like, what did you do to say you love me? Okay, yes. you're God. Yes. Okay, so you came down like me? Okay, so yes. you died. Okay, so now your spirit's on this earth, okay? <laughs> and now you're showing me you love me every day, every moment, every second. Yes. Now I yes. understand and I can yes. receive that love mm-hmm. because now that I understand your spirit here, mm-hmm. I'm aware and I'm conscious. Yeah. And my eyes are open so I could hear what you said now. I see what you're doing now. I see signs. I see, you know, so you definitely have it. to understand first before. Yes. And I know a lot of times it is hard to receive love because it's a lot of fake love out here. Of course, there's no perfect love out here. Yeah. So, you know, and a lot of people have been hurt. A lot of people have been damaged, yeah. you know. And so it's like, okay, yeah. well, let me see. Because yeah. anyone can act like they love you for like a year or two and then. Yeah, turn yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, your best bet is just to put all your trust in God. Right. But I actually have a question for you. Okay. Right. So I had an experience actually recently um, with a, basically like an assault or what have you. So this was June and I had like people from the church around me. It was the youth department, quote unquote youth. And we have like youth leaders. Not necessarily youth, because I'm grown, you know, I'm 23, yeah. but, you know, like, we have, like, youth leaders or what have you. And so, we were all hanging out, and he just passed me on my butt. Like, he spanked me on my butt, like, in front of everybody, though. Not in front of, you know, of course, the elders of the church, because they weren't there. Only the youth mm. people were. And I just, I was like, you know, I think for me to even 
for me, like, even when I went through my first, like, situation, it took me a while to process that somebody did that to me. So, like, when I told you earlier I had, like, this photographer and everything like that, that happened, it took me, because, you know, like, I don't know if you guys know, this is a good FYI, like, if you ever have any assault or rape or any, like, anything like that, within that week, you can go to the hospital and get a rape kit and actually, like, have your clothes, you know, tested and things like that for um, DNA and everything. Okay. But um, what I was saying was, it just, it took me maybe, like, two and not only that because i was drunk on top of that i'm not sure what i was drugged with so like i said like me processing information it took a little while so it's maybe like two three days it was like i mean for two three days i'm like did it did this happen because it felt like a dream yeah and i knew it happened because physically i was in pain but my mind just couldn't receive physically what happened and so recently you know he hit me on my butt what have you and i'm like did this one of these youth leaders like really just like feel like it was okay to just and i told him then and there like one thing i could say i'm so happy because i stood up for myself some parts of me feels like i didn't stand up for myself enough i always feel like that when I look back in certain situations yeah. I feel like I should have yeah. like just really busted them like you know no, like no that's that's normal everybody do no, that like, that's normal but like but how did you address it um instantly I was just like no like you do not do that like you do not touch me like you know like yeah. what would make you think that's okay don't ever do that ever again like you know like I would tell yeah. my mom like it, yeah it was popping right. and I was like you need and I had a plate of food in my hand and that's really why I ain't swing I'm gonna just be honest with you because I yeah, love my yeah. food that, so it was the grace of God yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was the grace of God on his end mm-hmm. okay yeah. but it's like now that you know it was maybe June or May so you know corona happened and church wasn't in uh, so I didn't necessarily have to deal with that person exactly Um, you know i ended up telling my mom which was different you know the other times i didn't really tell my mom or you know so but like i said i promised myself like if anything happened i would speak up i would stand up for myself oh i have you so i told my mom and my mom was upset she talked to him directly the thing that upset me was if you were wrong you were wrong but he tried to validate it as if oh, well, your daughter, like, walks around kind of like, you know, with it tooted, you know, that does not mean come touch me. And I'll walk the same way in the church. I've been walking the same way since I've been at the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not seeking for any attention, you know, like, yeah. don't try to mm-hmm. push that on me. And yeah. Don't even I'll, see that. Yeah. I smacked, like, yeah. I was like, I cannot believe he's trying to, literally on the phone with my mother, trying to validate his actions yeah, that's and how that they do. bothered me huh yeah, that's how they yeah. do yeah that bothered me so much like at least that, it was a situation i had before where the person was remorseful like but don't try to validate like as if it was right but what what's what i'm battling with now which is why what leads me what leads me to the question is i don't necessarily i forgave him because i have to <laughs> because Jesus told me to you know and so I don't really know how to 
my friend was like, uh, she was like, well, the worst that they'll do is just ban him from the church. I'm like, well, if anything, he needs Jesus, you know, so <laughs> he needs to be in there. You know, I don't want to, you know, that's not really, I'm not the Lord, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, no, not necessarily that. That's not necessarily it. But when I see him, it's like he doesn't really try to make eye contact with me. Like, um, I just feel uncomfortable. I always feel like, oh, if he's sitting behind me, like, let me make sure I pull down my shirt all the way. You know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. experience those things still. And I don't really know... I'm still praying about it, like, and I just thank God, and I'm talking to you about it, maybe this is why, I just don't know what to do, as far as, I still, I'm okay, but I don't necessarily, I'm not pleased, I, it's not like I want him to get stoned or anything like that, but I just feel like it just slid too easy, or it was let slide too easy, um, you know, let go too easy or what have you. And so even then, I felt like the people that was around me at the time, like the people of the church, I felt like they should have been more supportive in reprimanding him at in that moment, literally. There was another grown man that was there and um, I was like, did you not hear or see what happened? He was like, yeah, I, I know what happened. Okay. You're not going to tell him it's wrong. Like, you know, as a grown man, you know, and that's, it kind of has me to where, because I love this church and I know my mom loves this church, but it kind of has me like, should I like go somewhere else? Because I really don't like, or I can't really support genuinely like people that really didn't stand up for me or didn't feel as if though it was important enough because if it was you then it would be different but I've been through certain things maybe it was just a hit on the butt or what have you maybe you don't feel like it was rapes or whatever but I've been through certain things that it's just unacceptable for me you know and for people not to really understand why I was so upset bothered me And I don't really know if I should go to a new church or if I should. I don't know how to act. (laughs) So I'm just literally in that cross right now. Twyla, what do you think? Okay. You said you asked me several things. Um, And one, I I was about to ask you, did, 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 did you guys tell the church, the pastor and the elders of whatever church this is? that So people at the church know what he did, right? Well, my mom told, my mom ended up telling the first lady. Okay. And she asked, she said, so I felt like it should have been a meeting or something at least. And what, you don't know, was it? Do you know it wasn't? Well, sometimes they do stuff discreetly. But let me tell you this, let me fast forward. In spite of that, you, let's just stick to you. And I'm going to tell you this too, and I'm not trying to solicit um, you as a client, but we need to talk more than this this one time because yeah. okay and in the first session don't worry about nothing else just talk to me after this I mean, we're not gonna it's not gonna be on a it's gonna be on a, a different level okay nevertheless you as an adult woman and a human being have the right to feel safe wherever you go right. you have a right 
to not have to feel like um, I can't say, I can't speak up for myself in a, in a positive manner. I can't, I can't, I can't um, address an issue because of what somebody else might say, mm-hmm. or I can't do this because he should not clear is, is this is flat out clear man should not be in a leadership position where he even has the ability to do that to little girls right if he's in a position and they don't take him down from that i don't know all these church rules i'm not too familiar with church rules and policy and stuff because i wasn't raised Mm -hmm. in a churchy's foundation a churchy type setting Mm -hmm. but i do know this from years i have been in church is that people like that even the bible states it clearly that they should not be in leadership roles like you yeah. said earlier, he need Jesus. He need to be at church, but he don't need to be in that position. He don't, you should not ever see him in that position again. And if you don't feel comfortable, I don't care what your, tra- um, I'm not gonna say I don't care, but whatever your, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Whatever yeah. your family setting is or, or whatever traditionally y'all, you guys do or, Whatever Go to the same church, everybody got the same church. Yeah, from generation to generation, mama, you do not have to do that. You are in charge of Tierra, and that was unacceptable. Yeah. That was completely wrong. That is not tolerated, should not ever be tolerated by anybody. But At we all. can only control ourselves, Tierra. We can say all that, but we can only control ourselves. That's true. So you take the right initiative to make to get in a safe place and do what's best for Tierra. Because when everything is said, because if you don't and you allow that toxic that toxicity, if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. which will build and that animosity that will build up in you every time you, because you just said, I have to put my shirt down. If you keep doing that, if you keep, and I feel the spirit of love, you keep doing that and going and putting yourself around that, it's going to build up some other things inside of you that's going to explode. And then everybody's going to say, those same people that you caring about how they think will be the first one to say, why you do that, Tierra? You need to control yourself, Tierra. You need to do this, Tierra. You need to do this, Tierra. Yeah. That's why Tierra yeah. needs to do That's what she real. needs to do now. You need to do what you're supposed to do right now. Don't allow yourself to be in that situation or that predicament to, to get completely out of character and do something where you have to repent for days because you didn't say it and did something. <laughs> you're like, God, why did I do that? Because you didn't deal with it at the root. That's you, real. You follow the unction. The Holy Spirit telling you what to do. Can't nobody tell you what the Holy Spirit told you. Uh, 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 let me rephrase that. No one can tell you what the Holy Spirit. They can't tell you what the Holy Spirit did not say to you. Or like if you heard the Holy Spirit saying something, they can't tell you. No, He didn't. Or you this yeah. and that. Or you you hear in your spirit. You hear. You said about your own mouth. Maybe I should go to another church. I did. That that wasn't the devil telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you get a best advice. Yes. Seriously. I will say this, Twyla. Tierra, your church is not the only church. Oh, oh I believe it. 
No. Okay. no. I just, I will say that. And I do no. think, Twyla, it no. would be a good idea to address this issue of this happening inside of multiple churches. That's real. Right? And um, giving the correct perspective, the godly perspective, and address it to men. Um, and, and to be fair, right, across the board, we understand that most are in the church because they are seeking the great physician. They have issues, things going on, you know, that they're seeking the Lord assistance or his help or deliverance, right? So mm -hmm. to, to be fair, but even though you may have those issues, those prevailing issues, things that you may be trying to come out from under for years, you know, church is not the setting for those issues to manifest. And I'm not saying there's any setting for but, those yeah. issues to manifest, yeah. but church is definitely but not the setting <laughs> for those issues to manifest right, right? and so right. i believe what would be beneficial on this particular podcast based upon what i've been hearing you guys talk about which has been really good it's been a really good podcast just giving men the right godly perspective on when these things take place because sometimes um mm -hmm. someone is touched by accident just because you were just sitting too close together in the pew, mm -hmm. right? You know, show, you know, teach men how to work that out. You know, I know some men will, if, if there's a, if there's a woman and the man is coming into the aisle and the woman is there and he's there and his wife is there, he'll move his wife to sit by the woman. <laughs> you know, he'll move his wife to sit by the woman, you know, mm -hmm. and depending on who's coming on the other side. But then if there's another woman on the other side near in the pew, he scoots closer to his wife. Right. So there are certain behavior characteristics that you can learn, you know, being in this in these types of situations or being That's in the church real. session and church setting, you know, where this could possibly become an issue. Right. And so it'd be wonderful mm -hmm. if we could just kind of address that so we can give, you know, men and maybe women. I mean, we really don't know some good pointers, you know, on how to keep themselves in certain settings. Wow. So they got to be delivered in their own That was setting. the Holy Spirit right there. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to be delivered too. Because like, anybody who do that in a church setting is completely out of control. Yeah. Yeah. He, he need, yeah, he needs some serious counseling in Jesus and word in him to do and he it doesn't do anything major now. He does like the mics and stuff in the back. So he's not in that position anymore? not necessarily a leader i'm not sure if they still consider him as one but he's not necessarily as involved you know like originally but i don't know if that's just because of corona and we're not meeting as a youth group right. yeah you know i don't really know but you know what i could talk to my bishop honestly i could well you do what's best for you don't 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 make a decision contingent on what they say Follow yeah. your gut feeling, okay? Yeah, I need to pray about this. <laughs> you do, but you, God didn't already gave some answers. <laughs> God yeah, already gave some answers. Do what he already told you first. Yep. <laughs> yep. So you, you, you should not be going somewhere and supposed to be seeking the Lord and feeling his presence and worried about pulling your shirt down. Right. Feeling like unsafe. That's not 
It's not okay. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Um, not at all. Thank you for listening. Okay, because no, I wasn't expecting to ask that question. You but. gentlemen, let's schedule another session and um, uh, well, a session. And we're going <laughs> to close. We're going to get ready to uh, close out this thing. Because like I always say, I don't want any of my any of my uh, guests to be like, I'm not coming back. We, we, she kept me on there too long. She kept me on there too long. But Terry, I know you'll be back. So this concludes yeah. the 13th podcast for Trophy of Grace podcast. 14. 14. 14. 14. <laughs> See, that's I, 14 I can't even keep up with it and I can't read. Uh, if you are listening and you have questions you would like to have answered, please feel free to send me your questions because I am open for questions at the email twyla106 at gmail.com twyla i'm sorry the gmail is twyla106 at gmail.com i will be back next week with my co-host Rhonda lawson and i want to thank you so much for listening and remember there's more to life than you know thank you bye